Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This video is sponsored by one of my personal favorite services, Rocket Money. More on them after the reaction, people. What is going on there, citizens of the Reject Nation? It's time to get your reach on. Yeah, reach on to John. John, how you doing, Bon? I am Rousseau, excited for the penultimate FG. That's good to hear, Roscoe. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, what would you think about this episode? Tell us your thoughts in the comments below. Why don't you leave a like on this video? That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool, John? That'd be, be cool the if they coolest. subscribe too, wouldn't they, John? That'd be the awesomest. We're interacting with each other, creating a rapport. I hey, you, guys, Prepper, thank you for helping us out on these highlights. You guys are killing it. Also, full interaction watch alongs where you sync with your own copy of Reacher Episode 7. And that's uh, all our Reacher reactions. Full interaction watch along where you sync with your own copy. Available for our Super Sex Rejects over at our Patreon page. We also cover several things exclusive over there with highlights and watch alongs included. Alrighty, I'm ready to do it. You ready to do it? We're all ready to do it. Let's get do it. God. Uh, these episodes have been flying by. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this video, a brand that I am happy to be partnered with, thrilled to. It's fortunately one that I have been using for quite a while now prior to ever agreeing to a partnership with them. I was like, that makes for the best kind of synergy promotion because I can actually talk about them from my heart here. Reason being, like many of you guys, uh, like for years, I am constantly downloading all kinds of financial apps that I keep forgetting to use or I don't really find quite as beneficial. Rocket Money has been the one, the only one. I'm not just saying it. it is the only one that I have been able to consistently use, rely on that has been an absolute game changer for me. On a very personal note, running Real Rejects is an absolute privilege. However, you know, like I stress out about taxes and it's the beginning of the year and I'm like, I'm trying to be smarter and get it all done now. I already started like a couple months ago getting things in order. Managing Real Rejects finances while managing my own personal finances has been an ongoing struggle and I'm very big on like efficiency and being organized, but clearly it wasn't as good enough as I uh, I thought I had been. So before Rocket Money came into my life, I was drowning in subscriptions and struggling to keep track of my expenses. And as I really wanted to like get everything in order, Rocket Money came at the right time for me. I was overwhelmed with subscriptions I didn't even know I had or had still been subscribed to. I mean, do you ever wonder how many subscriptions you actually pay for? Have you ever taken the time to really do it? It can be a little daunting. Rocket Money helped me see what I was missing. And best part, they even canceled those subscriptions for me with just a simple tap. So with Rocket Money, you can have all your subscriptions in one place, making it easy to cancel anything unnecessary without the hassle of dealing with customer service. My, yeah, it's so annoying. Plus, they'll work on getting you refunds and negotiate lower bills, saving you up to 20%. You just snap a pic of your bill and let Rocket Money take care of the rest. Let me just summarize for you really quick what they are. They're a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With over 5 million users and over $500 million in canceled subscriptions, they've already saved members an average of $720 a year. They help save me a little bit more than that. Don't waste your hard-earned money on unused subscriptions. Cancel them today at rocketmoney.com slash rejects. 
That's rocketmoney.com slash rejects. If you've heard other people talk about them, well, use ours, rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Because if you use that promo code rejects, you unlock special benefits. And yes, using them is also a great way to support the channel. Same time, it's just a great way to support your bank account. Because I cannot stress enough just how much this app has changed the game for me. Take control of your finances with Rocket Money and enjoy financial peace of mind. All righty, guys. Well, if you're listening to this to Apple or Spotify, we just watched Reacher episode seven of season two. And if you are watching this, I don't know why you haven't bought a shirt from rejectnationshop.com yet. In fact, it's pissing me off. I'm going to deliver some punishment to you and your family if you do not go and support the channel in the most awesome way by getting yourself some reject apparel, representing yourself as a true member of the Reject Nation. Yes, we're running this in a draconian type of dictatorship lifestyle here. Yes. If you were to be a citizen. Citizen, you cannot escape or flee this reject country. Prisoner of the reject <laughs> penitentiary. Um, all righty. Well, John, take it away. You were clearly having an experience. Take it away. Oh, I mean, it was a blast. This episode really hit hard. It uh, packed a lot of very tangible punches. And uh, as the cresting into the final episode of the season, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was a white knuckler, as they say. A lot of great moments. Uh, and and yeah, like even though it was such an action-oriented episode, there were also some very nice and impactful moments of bonding, especially with the one-tenth that I appreciated very much. As you pointed out, some of the best flashback work this season, probably the best flashback the season has had thus far. And uh, and yeah, there are a couple of picks, uh, nits to pick when it comes to that, perhaps. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm just so excited for uh, the next episode. What do you think? I thought it was a really good episode. I thought it was really good. I mean, it's more of like season as a whole. Um Perhaps little criticisms here or there, but in terms of an isolated episode, I thought it was really good. Uh, the action has been really packing a punch, and it's been, I think like they've focused a lot more on upping the. I've heard some debate about how the action's been handled, uh, but I, I personally think the action's been really well done. Like last episode's action was, uh, I thought, phenomenal. And the only thing that, that kind of pulls me out a tiny bit is when I'm become aware of. Man, they really choose like isolated spots where normally <laughs> I, I feel like there'd be some occupancy taking place here in this location. Uh, outside of that, uh, the 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 violence itself seems to be quite brutal and similar to like some of the experience of Monarch. There are some things here in this episode that only me a little bit. Uh, how would I put it? I, I think some stuff here that they show might have aided the some of the journey and making it a tad stronger, just the slightest bit stronger. Sure. If we got some of this stuff a little earlier, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and because yeah, sometimes sometimes some of the stuff with the flashbacks has been a bit of an up and down journey for me of like I kind of feel like I'm getting like information, but not really emotionally invested in what's happening in these flashbacks. And while you know they're all most of them are gonna make it out of here alive. Uh, in those flashbacks, my mind was going, you know, it might have been cool to actually see them really working together um, at, to the greatest strength a little bit earlier in the season. And then I might have been more invested in this whole, like, you don't mess with the one-tenth type yeah. of deal. But I understand that it, the dedication of the time frame is not 
uh, solely given to the past. But this was a lot of times when I'm watching the flashbacks, I'm not solely invested in the flashback. I'm more thinking of of like the information in the beginning. I'm not just caught up in the moment of time. I'm aware. I'm constantly aware. I'm in a flashback, basically. Like my my mindfulness does not escape the um, the reality that this is going to end soon and we will come back to the present. Yeah. And this was the first time I was, we were there in the flashback for a while and I, and I was there with it, like as an episode, I was like, Oh, I'm actually just here. And I became aware of that. Like, oh, I'm, I haven't been thinking that we're going to leave the flashbacks, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I thought there was like emotional weight to it. And it was the first time that I really, f- I feel like the show has been telling me a lot about the one tenth and and uh, what makes them such a powerful core unit. And this was the first episode, and it's a little late in the season, but it was the first episode where I finally really felt that instead of just being told it, you know? And so that's why I mean by, oh, I wonder if there's like some structural things, just as me as a viewer. Uh, I, I know a lot of people have, I see that the response on the seasons, it can be a little bit mixed actually. Um like while the critic score is higher than the first uh, season, I'm, I'm noticing that with audiences, it, it is a, a bit of a fluctuation where some people are really not digging it, and then other people are loving it, thinking it's better than the first season. And I'm not going to say I'm in the middle. I'm kind of just like I, I get both. I get both sides, and I just kind of have multiple opinions about things. And and none of them are really in contradiction with each other. It's just yeah, there there are parts where I'm like, oh no, this is good. I was like, like there are elements of this that I think would have helped the show out. Um with being a bit stronger if we just got those earlier. But it's not about rewriting a season. It's not about rewriting a structure. It's about just uh, taking in the episode itself. And I like what they're doing with Jack Reacher. Uh, I think he packs a great punch here. And I like the I, I like the body language of his performance here. It's really gripping. Whereas he's a little bit more poised and calm and in control. And while he... While he's in control, I think he's demonstrating power over others this time around. Sure. And then when he's not in a position of power, uh, the rage within him, I think, seeds even more. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's really neat. And and uh, good violence. And I, I did worry that Neely would die yeah. in that moment. And, uh, yeah, very obvious that we get kidnapped when you have a whole scene of... You have more to lose. And it's like shit like that where I'm like, I feel like you could have had this expositional conversation that's a very obvious tropey conversation. Just like like Jack Reacher's full of tropes. Like it is. Yeah. It's part of the fun is the is the tropes that take place. That's how it makes and, the tropes feel fresh. And I think yeah. having that a bit earlier just would have, even though it's there, you know, you see he has a family. They talk about him having a family. I think putting that in the forefront of everyone's mind would have helped aid this. So if he does make it out of here alive, which I think he will, I think they're all going to make it out of here alive. Sure. Totally honest with you, I think everyone's going to live. Um, it is cool to see them really put up against the wall right now. Like, if you're going to bring, this is the penultimate. I think so. I think the next one is the finale. Yeah, if you're going to bring it to this far into the season, you want to push them up against the wall, and it, and it is about if you know Jack Reacher himself is going to be fine. It's about endangering the lives around him. And I did, and while I think everyone will make it out of here alive, 
I like feeling the sense of everyone else being in danger. I, I did the only time I was like, oh, maybe they'll kill off Neely here. Um, the I think it's important to have. That's where the the real life or death stakes come in. Is not this whole like missile taking over, you know, like the the world domination and the power. Like that's not going to do it. Uh, it's and Jack Reacher's life. That's not going to do it. It's the supporting cast. And I, I think putting our superhero Avengers team in this peril uh, bodes well for the show overall. Yeah, it feels like they are walking into an appro- appropriately impossible feeling situation at the end of this. And that, you know, is a fun prospect for the end because, yeah, even if you have the notion that, you know, yeah, the rest of our supporting characters will likely survive this. It's still bolstered by the fact of like, I know Jackson control and he's probably going to figure this out, but also I don't know how he's going to do it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and so that's a fun prospect. But I, I do agree with uh, some of the criticisms you brought up because it's I feel like in the first season, the flashback motif was quite solidly ingrained and it was often about giving these specific moments, but that feel sort of tangential that speak something to Jack's well, character. Fleshing out, yeah, it's fleshing out the backstory of yeah. the character. Yeah, yeah, and, and I feel like this, the flashbacks here have have gone for elements of that, but I feel like there are maybe ways in which they could have done it, done it in a, in a way that makes it so that, you know, it's like we care about the rest of the one-tenth largely due to Jack's dedication to them, and we trust Jack's judgment, so, like, we can assume that these are all great people and the, the ensemble they have uh, assembled, you know, speaks to that as as well. And I do like the scenes that we have seen, but I, I do agree that it feels a little bit, a little less natural or a little less like effortlessly complementary to what's happening in the present when I think you have a really good opportunity and they even like directly address in this episode, like, man, I'm, I'm getting flashback vibes to Operation Kite Runner and the stuff that happened there. And we do see the operation happen, but the way it's been told through those flashbacks, it, it mainly feels like the operation happened in this this episode. And I guess it, it's it would be a tall order to do because I can imagine it expanding the season quite a lot. But if you almost like made it that it was like a parallel, like every time we cut to the flashbacks, we get some notable or affecting piece of information about the ensemble, but also are sort of watching them crack a different mystery in real time. You can almost have like a dual mystery thing happening together and have the events of the past sort of complementing the events of the future and all that stuff. Um, but again, it's that it's that thing of like, for what they have presented here, I've liked all that stuff thus far. But yeah, I could see the ways in which it might be stronger. And I do feel like this season has, even still, and, and even, you know, kind of coming to that place I was hoping for of very much enjoying it after starting off the season you know, just just kind of a little less assured of what they were going for. Uh, you know, it's I, I appreciate this, but it does feel a little bit more kind of packed with things and 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 action oriented, and that does leave you, I think, these these moments where you can kind of slip over a trope or have a trope that does kind of feel like a trope more than it would have maybe before or something like that. So it is interesting. And uh, and and I well, I have to. I also don't like that um, that they got kidnapped and we didn't see how. Yeah. Well, and and that the only thing that came to my mind when that happened was like maybe you're right. 
maybe Dixon's working on the inside, you know, and, and, and I've gone back <laughs> and forth in the, in the intervening, you know, days between, you know, the last episode or two and, and now, you know, just thinking about that. Cause part of me is like, no, nah, I couldn't be. And you see her, you know, b- b- being tortured here and you're like, it probably wouldn't be. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, nah, I doubt her now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I doubt her now. Yeah. But yeah, it's that thing of like, we, I, I get what you mean because it's like we know how great all these people are and how finely tuned their instincts and senses are. So like, yeah, how did this how did this happen when you've been nothing but leveling this dude's henches like this whole time? <laughs> yeah, even if it's just like her and Neely. Yeah, like I feel like they could have gotten out of this. Yeah, but exactly. I don't know how how they got taken. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll see that and maybe it'll justify it. But at the same time, it's like what what special henches did you save for this kidnapping yeah. mission that you didn't deploy already? Yeah. You know, um, that's about it. Yeah. But overall, though, no, it was a really enjoyable episode. Uh, oh, super. It was very like gripping from beginning to end. Jack Reacher still the best part of it all. Yeah. And I love them all singing together. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, that was a bonding. moment where I really felt bonded to the one tenth. And even the guy who's who we know the least about the black guy who's dead before all this stuff happens like even he i was like <laughs> i forget he's a character until he shows back up in one of these flashbacks and i'm like i kind of am getting to that point that i would have yeah liked to have had sooner of having a clear idea of who each of these people is and caring for them in a you know peripheral sense at least um and i'm glad we got there eventually anyway um yeah i just think uh i can't help but kind of just ponder sure. like I enjoy the episode a lot don't get me wrong and I feel like uh it could be very misconstrued that uh criticism means you hate something <laughs> I mean criticism often has this like very negative connotation that the, the word criticism means to, to critique Crit- but that doesn't necessarily mean it is a negative point of view overall and I don't have a negative point of view overall of the episode it just left me with a feeling of wanting of oh, this might have just helped aid some of the experience. Sure. And to know that they could do it and that it was there, I was like, oh, if there was a way to have placed this earlier, like, oh, how that feeling could have helped wash over a lot of the rest of the season. Yeah. And helped give, like, different actual stakes and concerns or investment, you know, just the emotional side. It's literally just the emotional side is what I'm talking about. But, yeah. I mean, it's still shot really cool. Still looks really cool, and it's still engaging when, when it's on screen. And it's funny at times, and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in this finale. For sure. So, last episode is still my favorite of the season. Yep. Um, R.I.P. Russo. It was still a very strong episode. Uh, yeah, I, I, the most I felt was probably when Russo was dying. That, that yeah. was like, yeah, I feel like the Sky emotional crescendo. Nothing to do with the one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and who, for all intents and purposes, is is a distinct supporting character, but wasn't like even like the most major supporting character. No, no. So his death is funny to me because it feels like very significant, and it is, but also when you add up the pounds for pounds, you know, he's not number two or three on the, you know, list of supporting character effectiveness or, or you know, even time spent focusing on them or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but hey, I, mean, I mean, look, we're almost done with the season, and if I reflect back, I don't think any of the supporting cast compares to, to Roscoe, Roscoe and Neely, Finley. Finley. Yeah, I don't think any of them do. Yeah, I bottom, mean, bottom line, like that—that that is probably the one. I, I just don't feel like anyone even comes co- remotely close 
to the caliber of engagement that's all I'm measuring it by yeah is being engaged in who they are not like oh I wish they had traits like them or I wish they were like this Russo comes pretty freaking close <laughs> sure Russo comes pretty close and even if anything he's he's like a, a alt version of Finley you know honest cop dealing with corruption yeah you know yeah. Uh, that's who his character is <laughs> and and he's another version of that. Yeah. Uh, but he's still just so distinguishably different than Finley in, in so many ways. Well, and they give and, him beats that envelop or, or that develop his character even in action. Yeah. And for, and for the episode that reminded me of Roscoe and Finley, because they directly brought them up. Yeah. It did have me go, you know, I'm nowhere near as anywhere near as emotionally invested in, in, uh, in uh, these guys yeah. as I am, as I was Roscoe and Finley. You know? Yeah, I would agree. It, it's it, The first season had such a, a, it felt more like a book, and I don't really know how to describe that in a clearer sense, but like this, this season feels more like a movie version of Jack Reacher, whereas like the weird irony of coming into the show the first time was like, okay, I've seen this as a movie, and I know that that it differed from the books that everybody loves, and apparently everybody loves this because it's capturing the essence of what the books are. And I'm sure that this is doing that in some degree as well. But it does feel like the way it approached characterization and atmosphere was a, a little different and a little more. I don't know. Uh, it's not that it was like any less action oriented, but like there was always a lot of like really intriguing character work, and you know dialogues like whether it's unrelated or whether it's people dissecting the details of the case there just seemed like a, a different and a maybe greater more lively intersection of just like the life of the characters whereas so much of what we're doing here is mostly about the convoluted plot and the first season also had a convoluted plot but I felt like I was able to kind of balance out those things and I wasn't as concerned if maybe certain details were overwhelming. Whereas here, it's a little bit like, okay, I got to make sure all the details are on point because that's mainly what we're doing. And and yeah, it's going to take the, the final episode to really be yeah. able to process the season. And it's also total. extremely straightforward. Yeah. Like this is, this is an extremely straightforward uh, season. Yeah. It's and, it's a straightforward action procedural in a lot of ways. Yeah. With a lot of its charms still intact, but I feel like, yeah, the, like the whole thing about the music, which seemed like a, a personal motivator for Jack's character, like a personal detail that might persist, doesn't really feel like it's engaged here. And like little things like that, or, or even just, I don't know, who, who he is as a nomad. We're just not doing much personal stuff, strangely, even though we have, you know, like this intimate connection with Dixon or whatever, and we have the camaraderie of the team. I don't feel like we're diving beneath the surface all that frequently this season, whereas the first one had so much of both, <laughs> you know. I think, and to, I mean, to be fair, I, I think the darkness that Jack succumbs to and the acceptance of the darkness that like Neely, like Neely's always on. Neely's never like Jack. You're going too far, or you need to hold back. Like no one's ever encouraging him to pull his punches. You know, if anything, they're they are dishing out like the pain. Yeah. In a way that's beyond a military unit doing a mission. Like I mean, that guy in are, a hospital was no, like he's straight up murdered. Brutal. Like, yeah, yeah he, he tortured and murdered someone. 
<laughs> and yeah. like who did not need to be murdered. They're, they're just in a hospital bed. Yeah. And so when it comes, that's why I'm saying Jack is still the most compelling character. And, and that, that's a good thing because it's the title character yeah. uh, is that watching the darkness he falls to, even though perhaps there's an argument to be made that if people were like, Kind of be like, yo, you're going pretty dark, man. Uh, I mean, I don't yeah. think Russo would have wanted yeah, you to no, do that. Definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> all, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there should be some, maybe there could be a bit of a contrast, which would only shine a light further on the darkness and 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 enhance the characterization of that. Uh, I I think you know what it is. I, if I got a level with you guys, I. I think everything on a technical level is pretty fine. Um, it's pretty strong still, honestly. I do. It, it, it's. Um, I think it's the writing of the season that yeah. is just not as strong. Like that's the that's the main. I know everything I'm talking about when it comes down to like writing. is the one specific section. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this, it's the writing itself. Yeah, uh, the writing itself is hasn't been as strong, and um, and not like the writing is spectacular in the first season, but there's a there's a life to it and. And I think that that there are qualities here that I, if, if we're talking about a book adaptation for an action series, at the end of the day, there's only so far reading text of an action scene will take you. Sure. You have to be very invested in everything else outside of the action to keep turning the page. Yeah. You know? You can't just keep reading descriptors of fight scenes. And and uh, this season seems to accelerate at its best when it is in a in about tension and action in some way. Even if it's not like a full-blown fight scene. If there's like the torture murder scene in the hospital is like a variation of an action scene. Uh, it's not like a choreographed fight punch punch, but it's a violent scene. Mm-hmm. And... There's a menace to it. So I feel like that I could see how that's compelling in like a book, something like that. Right. Or the chase through the hospital or the fight there. Like this is, this is when I feel like this season is really firing on all cylinders. And that's what this episode mainly demonstrated. That's what the last episode really demonstrated really well. Although up until the finale, there was some pretty compelling ass the scenes. <laughs> like the scenes themselves were really, that's why I thought that episode was the best because I thought yeah. the scene work was great. Yeah, and and here it, it kind of it didn't. I don't want to say it it completely reverted back, but I I felt like once we got to episode four, I was like, oh, that was much better. Yeah. Then five was oh, that was great, and then six was, was that was one, amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just kept getting better, 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 better. Yeah. And I thought like all the things that have been working really worked here, and the flashback sequences really worked strong too. And it was the stuff in the present day that wasn't <laughs> as compelling to me as I'm like, oh, but it's been getting like progressively more compelling. And then it, the present day, so weirdly, I was like, oh, the flashback stuff got way more interesting. Yeah. But the present day stuff didn't be as interesting, didn't remain as interesting, uh, as strong, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and t- unless we were in some type of violent adjacent thingy taking place. Well, yeah, because yeah, I think Robert Patrick is a terrible villain. I think he's a. Ter- uh, I, th- I think he's awful here. It is a bummer. I think the writing of him is awful, not the acting. I think his acting is strong. I think the writing of him uh, de- 
doesn't demonstrate any real strength and it's just cliche it's a real character and, and am is this weird thing developing off off, off the main timeline <laughs> it feels like it's like off the main time it is on yeah. the main timeline it's all very connected it even picks up the missiles and shit but it, but it, it just there's no like real interaction or a cat and mouse game with him i should you know? be excited i should be About feeling like oh my god they're finally gonna collide yeah and i just had to remind myself oh yeah i guess the next episode they'll have to collide yeah, because yeah. they haven't yet yeah and, and and it's too i think the flashback this episode gave you something that spoke to the characters in a way that if that was about what we've been doing in the main plot, but also was about the, just them as characters. And I feel like the inverse in this episode with the present timeline that kind of makes things feel a little funky is that you do have this dark streak in Jack that, yes, is partially badass. But I, as a viewer, and I'm sure many viewers, depending on your sensibility, looked at that scene in the hospital and was like, this feels like it could be crossing some kind of a line, even though, sure, like the guy had it coming for what he did to Russo and all that. But at the same time, that could be something worth unpacking. Like, hey, man, <laughs> you're, you're, you're really getting dark here, you know, and, and that's part of Jack's soul. I feel like we love Jack because he has a good grip on the line, and that's a fascinating thing to explore. But I we ain't going to that, unpack that in, like, one episode next week you know no that's uh i don't use the word murder lightly like that is a murder moment yeah you know getting into the a firefight with the buyers uh is not i would not be like these guys are murdering they technically are killing yeah yeah but, but murder it, it, i like to use that word is like this they there was no reason to kill other than revenge, yeah, you know, uh, and it was cold. It was brutal, and it was a compelling ass scene. And I hope it's not just dismissed. I even That's, like yeah. I even like the idea of Neely being in on. Like Neely was game. Yeah, as Russo died in her arms, you know. So I think the scene is is really strong. And it's like, but we'll a moment like that amount to anything or are we just supposed to go badass you got cool the, man you got the revenge <laughs> yeah you know, good you know. for you jack go go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah and it's yeah. and it's yeah and and in a season that didn't have some of the elements we've been discussing here i don't think i would be feeling that necessarily or i think it would be unpacked or it would be a theme because he's been a darker more direct kind of ruthless version of himself this season which is again compelling but yeah i don't feel like it feels like a choice they made for how the character behaves, but not a choice they made for like the life of the character and the exploration of the character. Yeah. But those are our thoughts. It's interesting. It's like an immediate moment. It's like, that was really enjoyable. And I, but there was something like kind of itching in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm not sure what it is about this particular episode. There's something like kind of, because you've Slowly experienced calling. the greatness that the writing on this show can have before. Yeah, no, and, and it was like it was pretty much there. It was getting like the yeah. like I said, it escal I think it was because it escalated to there, mm. and then I I did feel like a. It was it was the same thing that happened with Monarch. Like, oh, it was a great episode. Why wasn't this kind of greatness here? And I'm like, I could have done that <laughs> earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes we me like had this be a thread throughout the season. Yeah, yeah. Like that 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 thread that grows, that blossoms throughout a, a season is very important for a for a hook. I'm not saying it's like a little too late or some bullshit. Maybe it's better on a rewatch. I don't know. Um sure. and and maybe and 
you know, everyone's going to have different viewing experience. People who just watched season one, people who read the book and watch this. Uh, you know, everyone's going to have, like, people, some people might not have even read this specific book, but they read other Reacher books and are watching this, you know, like, everyone has, like, a different viewing experience. Hmm. And this is just ours. Uh, and all our our experiences affect our immediate experiences with the property. It's the way life goes. It's life experience at the end of the day. Food for thought. A bunch of pretentious <laughs> mumbo jumbo bullshit. Alrighty, guys. What would you think about this episode? Leave your thoughts down below. Thank you for being here. Uh, check us out for the finale. Going in with uh with over the top. Just way sky rocketing high expectations. Yeah, I want to feel here. like I never have to watch anything ever again. I'm not expecting a 10. I'm expecting a 1 million. <laughs> and if it does not come close, I will leave incredibly disappointed. I am ready to walk out of here with my expectations not being fulfilled, but I'm going in expecting them to be fulfilled. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? All righty, guys. Well, let's end this with a Ricardo Martinez, it is 2024. We have entered a new year of shout-outs for you, Ricardo. So, i got to guess what your resolution is going to be this year. And I imagine your resolution will be to pop the zits on your back. (laughs) Because let's face it, man, once in a while, you might be standing in the mirror and you're going, oh, I got this big zit on my back. I don't have anyone to pop it for me. Do I want to ask my lover? No. Nah, she might be turned off by that. Yeah. What's the big deal anyway? You know, like most people don't see my back. Most of the time <laughs> I have a shirt on. Do I need to pop this zit? Really? Is it going to affect my life? It's imperative. Well, my friend, I got to tell you. For those who see it, they're going to want to pop it. And I'm telling you, if you run out of a conversation starter, it's going to come in handy. You want to pop my zit? Who could say no? It is an instant way of intimacy, relatability, because we all have backs as we just, we just lie about it. We all do. Think of the hottest girl you can think of. Bam. Back covered in zits. Kate Beckinsale at 50 has... <laughs> Back zits. <laughs> yeah. Kirsten Dunst at 50. Back zits. Full of back zits, yeah. man. It, and you know what? She's had them her whole life. Boom. All that kissing Tobey Maguire while he was upside down. Fucking raining on zits the entire time, dude. my friend. Yeah. So, And it's like, so, dude, I'm telling you, it'll just make things, um, you, you'll feel lighter, too. Yeah, you'll get a catharsis. So pop your backsits. Thank you for serving in the military for us, by the way. Appreciate you. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz. 
and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.